Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. We're on episode 21. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building and I got my brother KB in the building with me. This episode, we decided to call this one, you can make excuses or you can find reason. We are inspired to do this episode because of the word potential. We hear the term, you have so much potential get tossed around so much that it's bothering. KB found the definition of what potential means. He's going to let y'all know the quote of the day, and he's going to give you the reason of why we decided to choose this topic. So KB, what's the definition of potential? You use potential to say that someone or something is capable of developing to a particular kind of person or thing mentioned. You have the tools to get the job done, but it ain't there yet. (laughs) And we don't want to be those people. And I always said that term, you have so much potential when I was growing up. Not to me, but to others. And I thought it was a good thing. And then as I got older, I'm like, it really ain't. Yeah, I feel like when people say you have so much potential, it sounds good, but it's like, it's a low-key jab. It really is. Because it's like, you're not maximizing yourself and the capabilities. To get the quote of the day, we all have two days in life. The day we were born and the day we found our purpose. So with this quote, it truly means that your purpose is what pulls you and what drives you. A man that doesn't have a purpose or a vision perish. It's important that we have something in front of us that pulls us. And it's important that we use our full capabilities and maximize our potential in order to have a full life. Absolutely. I feel like with everyone having two start days in life, that's one of the big things I teach all of my employees is The way that I've explained it to them is you have the day that you're hired and then you have the day you decide to get promoted. And it's the same thing on a general term for every entrepreneur. You have the day that we're born and then you have the day of when you decide to go hard at what you love. And that second day is so much important because that third day, that's when the lights is out. (laughs) (laughs) Such a fulfilling feeling to know like, yo, I got my purpose. And now it's time to go and get it. So like you said, day three is, is game on. <laughs> the main reason why we chose this topic is to direct it to people who have potential, but who are not capitalizing and maximized. The only thing that would change that is your circumstances or opportunity. With that being said, when life happens, when you have a newborn coming to this world, your life changed instantly. In the same sentence, when death happens, when people are gone, your loved ones are gone, your life changed instantly. And we know those are two extremes of the situations. These are the things that happen in life and as a part of life will cause us to go past our full potential. Those two pivotal moments, KB, that's what changes a person's perspective. And once your perspective is changed, it doesn't matter about the X's and O's. You're just going to get the job done. It falls in line. You could make excuses why you can't do it because X, Y, and Z happen, or you can find reasons why you need to do it because X, Y, and Z happen. And that's why we chose the title. It's so relevant. I think our entrepreneurs, they're going to love this, man. So let's jump into the problems. So the first problem that we came up with is we hear a lot of entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs say this. And here's what they say. I don't know what I'm good at. It's so easy for people to automatically say like, yo, I have nothing that I'm good at. I don't know what I'm good at. 
But let's be real, bro. Everybody knows that one thing that they're good at. But again, it takes a certain opportunity or a certain life situation for them to really be able to vocalize it and share it with other people. Yeah, that part when you actually believe in it, that's where it changes everything. And it's kind of a disrespectful to yourself to say, I don't know what I'm good at. Where you've been living life 20 some years, there's <laughs> got to be something that you're good at. Like, don't shoot yourself down like that. You've been around enough to know, I'm actually good at this. I'm actually not good at this. Number two is, I don't know my why. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us always felt like this between those ages, between 17 and 21, where we're just trying to find ourselves in a world. And I like to call it the lost and associates. <laughs> where you just hear, you're like, I want to be so great. I want to be so good, but I just don't know how. I just don't know what. I know I had that problem, and I'm sure a lot of other people had that problem. Yeah, you know what's funny, bro? Not knowing your why. When I was 17, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I was like reaching out to different people that were above me or, you know, were in the game of business. And I was like, yo, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a speaker. And they were like, yo, you got to take it easy, bro. Like you got to experience life a little bit more because right now you got nothing to talk about. And I was like, I don't got nothing, but like, I want to inspire people. So like, I felt like I was so far ahead of my time that I had to give myself more time to like uncover that why. Once you figure it out, it's one of the best feelings. Number three is, I don't think I can do it. Now, number three is a problem that a lot of people don't voice in public because we all want to have confidence or all we have egos, but you will make an excuse why you can't do it. And it's truly because you just don't think you can. I think you said something super impactful over the weekend when we were in DC. The words that we choose really determine how we look at each situation. And instead of saying, I don't think I could do it, a person could rephrase that and say, I haven't figured it out yet. It's the same message, but it's what your brain is processing because I don't think I can do it means you can't find it or you stop, you're not trying anymore. I haven't figured it out yet means that you're still working to get that end goal. It's amazing how the words can really trigger us to get moving or to not move. And it's important that we be careful with the diction that we use and the one that we tell ourselves mostly because the ones we tell ourselves is the ones that we actually truly believe because nobody really cares what anybody else thinks about them. But what you said yourself is the realest thing. We're always our biggest critics, hands down. As entrepreneurs, you and me, we've experienced all three of these problems. And I know a lot of other entrepreneurs, they feel the same way. So the first problem is I don't know what I'm good at. And what I think of this was, it takes me back to college. And when I was in college, I was a business major, right? I chose that category because I felt like it was going to allow me to take a particular angle at business. But when you get to college and you just choose business, business is such a broad category. So it's like, all right, what angle of business did I want to take? Did I want to be accountant? Did I want to be public relations? Did I want to be marketing? Did I want to get into sales? It was so many different angles of where business could go. So in college, I didn't know what I wanted to, what angle in business I wanted to go because it was so many options. So I felt stuck. That's true, bro. And I think the same too for me as well, but also too, 
I know people always say, I want to do business. And it's like, what kind of business? I don't know. I just want to own something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I understand what they're saying, but you really have to try to narrow it down. Like the different industry that you want to be a part of, you know, what do you want to do in the business? Do you just want to be owner? Do you want to manage it? Do you want to run it? All these different things comes along and play. So for me, after high school, I know I want to do marketing. And I knew what I wanted, but I just didn't know how I wanted to go about the lane. The marketing is, is not a tangible thing. That's what kind of made me change my direction after my first semester. I was like, yo, I'm not doing going to school for marketing. I could do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yo, so what about you? So when you got into training, right, did you instantly knew that you were going to be training females? Because I feel like that's such a niche angle to take at. Was that your angle from day one? I worked out because I was escaping my home of complaining women. <laughs> and ironically, <laughs> that's what I do for a living now, is help them. <laughs> Yo, honestly, bro, I didn't know I was going to be training women specifically. I just thought I love help people and I love fitness. And as I, the years went on, I, I narrowed it down and realized that I enjoy it. I learn a lot from them and I'm really good at it. That's how it came a part of me and it came part of my identity for my brand. But no, nah, I didn't know I exactly was going to be doing that. What would you say allowed you to start narrowing it down? Because, and how long did it take? It took some years because what I realized too is what was missing and what I can bring to the table. And I realized that a lot of people didn't make working out fun. They made it very hard, very militant. And it's usually like that based on if you're doing like sports performance, a different kind of training. But when it came to weight loss, I just felt like this is it's a simple thing. It shouldn't be that strict. It should be fun. They should be enjoying it. And that was my approach to it. And I wanted to be the difference maker. Like, yo, I can train women and I can do it in a fun way and motivate them. That makes sense because for all of our entrepreneurs, when we all say we don't know what we're good at, man, it's a part of you figuring it out. And the same thing for me is I think one of the reasons of why I didn't know what angle I wanted to take with business when I got into college was just because I didn't experience enough. And I think in order for a person to figure out what they're good at, they got to learn how to experience different things. So how I narrowed it down for me in college was I took an accounting course and I realized I hated accounting. <laughs> I know the numbers are important. But like, that wasn't my niche. That wasn't going to be the way that I was going to make my money. I'd rather understand the basics of it and pay someone to do it. When I took public relations, I realized that it was a lot of politics in public relations. I don't want to get into the politics of it. Like, that ain't it for me. And when I took marketing, I loved it. You know, marketing was like amazing. It was being able to express my creative side, but I felt like, the approach I wanted was I wanted to be able to communicate and talk to people face to face. Once I experienced doing sales, I realized that I enjoy just talking to people and being able to make a first impression face to face. I feel like that made me excited and I've been doing it six years ever since. I love that approach because those all are different reasons why I didn't choose those other things. And reason why I do love marketing, because I like creating an idea in the back room and it goes in the forefront, somebody else pushes it. I love that. But me dealing with people every day with sales, I wouldn't love that as much. <laughs> <laughs>
Because even I do it with training to a certain extent, but it's good to know yourself. And that's why self-awareness is so key when you're trying to find out what you're good at. Yeah, I agree. So for the second problem is I don't know my why. Now, this is the one where you're sitting in a room, you're just trying to figure out what can you bring to life. And I had a lot of those moments where I knew I wanted to do business, but I'm like, but what makes me want to continue my purpose? Because you can find your gift is one thing, but knowing your purpose is a whole nother thing. And I felt like my purpose was to be successful for the person that couldn't go to school, couldn't afford to go to school, or didn't have time to go to school, or had a desire to go to school and still be successful. Because at that point in time, like I said, being an entrepreneur in those years, it wasn't sexy, it wasn't cool. <laughs> it was like, you just don't know what you want to do. So you're going to say you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go against the grain and the stigma of everyone thinking that you needed school. I'm glad I pursued it. And I love every bit of it because I had a whole bunch of backlash from it as well. But it just gave me extra chip on my shoulder to continue and to prove to myself. And then everyone else, you could prove them wrong later on. You could stun on them later. But <laughs> <laughs> I had to prove to myself, like, yo, this is what, you know, God wanted me to do. When did you figure out what your why was? I would say probably like a year after I got into training. Because I was doing training because it was something to help pay the bills and I enjoyed it. To make me realize, yo, I really have to go hard in this and I really have to make something myself with this, probably like a year, a year or so after. Okay. And that's when it got real. And then what would you say if you were to like put your why into words and sometimes it takes hearing other people's why for them to find some clarity. So if someone was to ask you like, KB, what's your why? How would you respond to that? My why is to become everything I desire to achieve. And being that I came from limit, having limited resources, it propelled me to shoot at everything on the table. Once I realized how much is out there in the world, I took away all the statistics that was upon me from being a black man, from the neighborhood I'm from, where I was born, my upbringing between my, you know, my parents, I didn't let that stop me. I didn't let, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to attack every stereotype there is. And that's why I choose to be who I, I am today. And I feel like that, like understanding your why and why it's like so impactful for you is what gives us entrepreneurs purpose. And for me, bro, like when it comes to my why, I thought I knew my why for a long time, right? And for the longest period, my why was just revolved around me. And when you have a why that's revolved around you, when things get tough and you want to give up, the only person that's going to be affected is yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I had to like go through different experiences, go through times where I felt unmotivated for me to realize that Yo, Lake Kim, you got to get a bigger why. My ultimate why, when I thought I knew what it was, was I just want to be rich. I just want to like make a lot of money and I just want to buy expensive things. That ain't a strong enough why. Yeah, it sounds good. In my head, I felt like that was it. But as time evolved, I realized that my why is I want to change my family tree. Like being born in Jamaica and coming from that to my family giving me an opportunity to be raised in New York City out in Queens and then to go from being a young kid that barely knew how to speak English. Like you always say, (laughs) I ain't wearing no shoes when I was a youngin. 
in the first grade, my grammar, my English, everything was like, it was horrible. My mindset is my family, we were born poor, but because of my existence, we gonna die rich and happy. And the key word that I wanted to emphasize is the happy part, because I don't wanna have all of the success and not be happy. Like, I'm not trying to sacrifice one or the other. I want both. And that's my why. That's beautiful, bro. And it's like, the fulfillment is the best part about it. Yes, we entrepreneurs, we personally, us too, we like nice things and we like doing cool shit, but we like to have fulfillment in what we're doing. And we like to bring value to other people. And that's what keeps us going. Because there's many, plenty of days where I felt like, nah, I just want to stay in bed. But <laughs> If you realize how many people are counting on you and how many people you could help with your story, that motivates you, the intangible. Yeah, that's a fact. And I feel yeah. like the why part is so important to help out our entrepreneurs too. Like, cause I feel like we gotta get deeper with this because I just really want the entrepreneurs to, you know, the ones that are struggling with finding their why, I wanna take as many different angles for them to find it. What would you say to someone that is struggling to find a why? Before we even jump into the solutions, what kind of angle should people take for them to continue to find some like clarity on that? Because the why is a tough part. I would say along with your why is your who and who you do it for. And who you do it can bring you to a certain spot, whether it might be your parents, your grandparents, might be a child. That can bring you, you know, deeper, far as a deeper purpose to excel in your gift who you do it for and the people that did, you know, pave the way for you, it's also paying back them. So a lot of people say, you know, you know, my grandfather worked so hard. My parents worked so hard. They laid a, a foundation for me. I owe this to them. You know, that could be part of your why. So that's another example is just looking around the people around you and see your loved ones and really dissect their lives and try to add it to yours. Is it a bad thing if someone don't know their why? It's not a bad thing. You can be so much better. You have potential. <laughs> but you can really be great if you do know your why and stick to your why when you don't because your why is the only thing that's going to keep you grounded when things are going bad things are going good it's easy to be entrepreneur but when things are going bad it's like what's going to keep you you know grounded facts your why is what was supposed to pull you forward like what you said earlier so i think for all the entrepreneurs that struggle with that just understand that like your why is going to be a foundation and once you find that foundation and you continue to build on it, things are going to get a lot easier. Just keep that in mind. So anything else you want to add before we jump into the third problem? Actually, I had to remind myself of my why today. Dealing with the real estate struggles that I've been dealing with, losing clients or losing houses, losing deals. It's like, why did I be become a realtor? Why did I become a part of this? Once I looked at the why, it made the problem in front of me seem so small. So I think, you know, having that why is actually that extra battery pack that you could pull out when, you know, everything else is going wrong. And that's what could keep you, <laughs> keep you level-headed. Like, hold on, this is why I started this. And this is why I have to continue. It's a fact. That's the extra charge. And ironically, it's like, we, we needed that when we was in DC, bro. Because <laughs> like for the listeners that uh, don't know, when we went to DC this past weekend, we ended up getting a Tesla for the weekend. and the Tesla seem all good on the surface until it's time to find a, a charging port. And what was crazy was we were stressing. We were stressing trying to find a, a charging port because 
we was like, yo, we got 90 miles, like, let's push it. And, you know, at the end of it, we end up finding out that the Tesla had an extra charger in the back of it the whole time, which would have made our experience so much more enjoyable. You were just living off potential. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really could take it to the full capabilities unless we, you know, we had those extra tools. So we didn't really capitalize over everything. So that definitely correlates to what's going on with this episode right now. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, bro? Like every single time the Tesla kept dying was we just, all we had to do was take an hour and fully charge it up. Like that's all we needed to do. But we was so jumping ship and like, yo, like let's, uh, we're about to play ball. Let's go eat. Let's go to brunch. Let's do this. And if we just took some time, and just allowed that thing to charge, bro, our experience would have been better. Another factor, too, is when you was driving, I said, like, yo, we can't stop. So <laughs> we got to speak positivity over this Tesla that we're going to make it. Even though it's saying zero miles, pull over. We're like, yo, we can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in a battle and it's looking real bad and you have no other option but to keep going. We could have made an excuse. <laughs> But we found a reason for us to keep going. And that's a fact, bro. <laughs> the number three problem is I don't think I can do it. Now, I'm real adamant about this one because a lot of people think they can be successful without having confidence. And we have confidence in our personal lives. But when it comes to business, we become sheltered. We let our thoughts drown us in our actual decision making. And we really shoot our own self in the foot before we get to even take the first leap. Do you feel like... How often do you hear that? I don't think I could do it. Too many times. Too many times, bro. <laughs> My personal take is that why not even just try and fail completely before you say, I don't think I can do it. It's actually really true. I like that, you know, and I think that's what we think our entrepreneurs should do. Like, give it a shot. You know, over the weekend, you were saying that, like, it's important to change that wording from I don't think I could do it to I haven't figured it out yet. Why did you say that? It's very important because, like I said, the words that you say to yourself are triggers. It's the same simple term as seeing a glass half full or half empty. Your perspective from the way you see it is everything. And if you don't believe that, need to voice up how you're seeing it. If you see it like, well, I'm working on this. I didn't get it yet, but I'm, I'm trying. You give yourself courage. You give yourself fuel. You give yourself drive. But if you keep saying, I don't think I can do it. I'm not that good. There's so many other people doing it. You're already losing and you didn't even get yourself in the game. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like when you said that, man, like I said, it made me think a lot of how powerful words are. That's one of the reasons why I say my positive affirmations. What I brainwash myself to think is going to impact my results. From my experience with this one, I don't think I could do it. I totally felt this way before I understood what the term entrepreneurship meant. Yo, growing up, bro, I don't know why that term entrepreneur went over my head, but I didn't really understand what the word entrepreneurship meant until like I was, I think, 18 or 19 years old. When I was a freshman in college, my dream job was to get work for a big company and be like the manager or the head person of a particular department. Like that's what I went into college with that kind of mindset. And the reason why was because I was conditioned by my environment that made me think small. So I didn't think 
an entrepreneur was something that I could accomplish. I'm like, wow, I come from the hood. I'm poor. I grew up poor. Like I don't have no resources, you know, like that was the way that I was thinking. And as I continued to teach myself and evolve, then I realized like, wait, in order to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to come from money. You don't have to have a big network. It's all about what you're willing to learn, your student mentality, and how much you're willing to network and build upon the network. So those different experiences for me made me realize that like, yo, Lake Kim, you could do whatever you want to do. My environment just made me think that I couldn't become an entrepreneur or it just was out of my reach. So do you remember the pivotal moment that made you realize that you can actually do it? I was 19 in college and I just read a book and the book that I read that I think changed my life forever was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the only reason why was because growing up, I always knew how to hustle and hustle to make money. And that's kind of what I was trained to do. But reading that book, they explored the concept of making money work for you. You could be your own boss at a young age. You don't need experience to be your own boss. That was a pivotal moment because that made me believe that it was attainable for me, even though I was 19. After that, 19, two years later, I had my own company. <laughs> That's a big difference in two <laughs> years. But and that's the thing. We don't see things on, on that type of scale because we're so worried about, you know, the next week, the next month, the next six months. As you keep going and you keep pursuing, you're going to bust through, you know, the door, opportunity. Your mind has to be there first. It has to be there before you see anything. And that's where, you know, the faith come in being an entrepreneur is that you have to believe something that's not there. And I think that's the hardest part for people to see. Like, they need everything, all their ducks lined up. And it's not like that. You got to go find that duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as an entrepreneur, KB, you got to have blind faith. To us, what blind faith is, is like just going off of, uh, you know, a hope and just a dream and just knowing that it's going to work out if you're willing to put in the work. Well, another thing that baffles me is that people have confidence for other people. They would believe like, well... I can see you doing that. I can see you doing that. I believe that because you're good at this, you're good at that. But when it comes to them, they don't have that type of confidence. Like, I can't do it because I don't know this and I don't have this degree. And it's like, why do we shooting ourselves down, but we have confidence in other people? This doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> the whole purpose of this episode is circumstances or opportunity. That's what opens people's perspective. And I feel like for me, it was opportunity. The opportunity that presented itself made me start seeing things different. And would you say for you, was it circumstances or which angle made you realize that you could take it to the next level? No, it was definitely circumstance. So from me getting laid off and just because I was a newest hire, it was like my first hit of the real world. And then me not having no money, being broke. Like, that, that is not cool. Like, not knowing what you're going to eat later. Know if you do eat this, then you have to make a sacrifice somewhere else. And this is, like, daily things that are essentials that people take for granted. But when you're in that type of situation, it's like, yo, this is all I have at the moment. So it wasn't about, you know, getting new sneakers at the time. Coming from a person who always had new sneakers, new clothes, but 
as I got older and around like 18, 19, it's like I have new sneakers in my closet, but that's not giving me any type of money. It's not giving me any more value after I bought it. Now, you know, I have more responsibilities in the household. And it's like, yo, I have to do something. Is it that I'm going to talk about me or I'm going to go outside and find a way? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the circumstances would change me a lot of like, you know what? I have to do this. It's not about, oh, if it works out. It has to work out. So me and my brother have a whole many different conversations about this has to work. I'm not even saying if, like it has to. And once you change that type of wording, you build so much confidence within yourself, even when things are going wrong. Like the house is on fire, but like, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, like the wording, the perspective, the, the way that we look at the situation is going to determine how the situation turns out to be because we have full control. So here's kind of what I want to do, man. Let's jump into the solutions because I want our entrepreneurs to understand that you don't have to make excuses when there's so many reasons of why you can make things work. Here's the first solution, right? So the first problem that we talked about is I don't know what I'm good at. My solution for our entrepreneurs is in order to figure out what you're good at, you got to be willing to try different opportunities and you got to be willing to fail. What I didn't share earlier on in this episode was the reason why I figured out what I was good at is by time I was 20 years old, I had 20 different jobs by the time I was 20. So I tried everything that I thought I wanted to try or I thought that I was going to be successful at before I found my passion in sales. And I think too many entrepreneurs, they don't try enough angles to see what works and what doesn't. So if our entrepreneurs are willing to accept the fact that they might fail, but in that journey of failing, you're going to figure out something that you completely don't want to do and something that you love doing, at the end is going to be a win. It's worth the journey. You know, you get to that pot of gold and you're like, yo, I'm so glad I ran into so many pitfalls because you appreciate it. Facts. For me, my takeaways are based on, you know, getting down to it and literally just to know yourself. So have that uncomfortable conversation with yourself and, and literally write down your answers. One of the first things for people who don't know what they're good at, I tell them make a list of 25 things that make them happy and then connect it to the different industries. When you have a list of things that you enjoy, because being an entrepreneur is about doing what you love. You see the list of things that you enjoy and you can write and mark the industries that it's a part of, and you can find a way to work for these different industries. So whether you enjoy cooking, you enjoy listening to music, you're enjoying knitting, braiding, writing poems, all these different things are, you can make careers out of it. And I think, this is, should be part of curriculum and our school curriculum so we can really find ourselves. Because when you find yourself, then that's when life becomes a little bit more simpler to you. It only gets crazy when you don't know what you're doing. That's true. So make that list of those things and really see what's in front of you and see how you connect those with different industries. You can make a business out of anything. Personal branding is so key right now. Yeah. As entrepreneurs, they, they are the brand. Uh, I respect that. And I feel like Hopefully our entrepreneurs, they, they remember that to write those things out. Now, with the second solution, I don't know my why, right? My only 
takeaway and my biggest takeaway for everyone is it's okay not knowing your why. And as you're finding your why, just remember this, your why has to be bigger than yourself. As long as your why is bigger than yourself and it's not a materialistic why, your why is your anchor when everything is going wrong. So you need to make sure that your why is something that's always going to inspire you when things are not going the way you expect them to be. Making sure that it's bigger than yourself is going to help you when you're in a dark place. My next solution is what change do you want to see in the world? Like, what do you feel is missing? Because if you're the change, like people would say, be the difference that you want to see. And that could be pertained to your why. So for me personally, it was, I never seen people who were successful by not having a degree who didn't do music and who didn't play ball. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I want to create my own lane, my own path of being that, that black man in my community and doing it the right way, not doing, you know, any scams, any schemes to get to the top. Yeah. So that was something that was missing for me. And I say, you know, this is going to be attached to me. This is going to be my why. Figure out what's missing in the world and the way you see it and be that person. And create your own lane. Yeah, man. I think that's deep. Now, the third solution we got is this. I don't think I could do it, right? That's the problem that uh, a lot of people say. And the solution to this is you can do whatever the heck you want as long as you're willing to put in the work for it. You can't say that you want to become a millionaire and have a minimum wage work ethic. You can't say that you want to be extremely successful, but you can't have 40 vacations in a year. You just have to know that anything is attainable with enough work ethic and enough determination to become good at something. You don't think you could do it because you're not good at it, but you haven't tried. So my solution is this, continue to attempt until you get better because nothing stays hard forever. That's exactly true. You gotta keep going, keep the ball rolling. My third takeaway is another writing exercise. And it's basically make a chart with three columns. And the first column A is what comes easy to me. Column B is what do people love about me? And column C, what interests me? Now, I guarantee you, as you write these certain things down subconsciously, things are going to start in the click. And you're going to start to see opportunities for yourself where it can correlate to actual business and actual, you know, industry. Because I found out a lot of people, we, we listen to what other people say, but we kind of ignore it. So one of people will tell you like, yo, you're, you're a stylish person. They'd be like, oh, thank you, thank you. Other people, like, you're a stylish person. You got a nice look. And it's like, yo, one, I could be a stylist. I could be a model. These are actual lanes that I can, I can take on. And for me, when we used to do basketball workouts, people didn't like working out because like, yo, KB, you too militant, bro. <laughs> you going to the army. And it wasn't that I was militant. I just like structure. But I knew I didn't want to go to the army. Like, that was never going to happen. <laughs> but I never knew I wanted to be a trainer. But just so happened when I started writing things down, like, yo, I love help people. I love doing certain things the right way. Because if you don't do stuff the right way with training, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. And I'm really, you know, particular about how to get things done. And 
as you start realizing these certain little, you know, traits about yourself, it'd be easy to channel what you're good at and how you can get it done. And lay like, for example, you being good at communicating with people, you love making money on at hand. <laughs> Facts. So it's like, it just makes sense for you to do, you know, sales. And then you just happen to do door to door sales. So, and you became so great at it that you have your own office, you have employees that you train, you have your own system. So I figured like those small things that people say about you and what you believe about yourself can turn into big business and big industries. If we continue to add to it, continue to water our different skill sets and add more value to ourselves. Yeah, bro. Being able to water the skill sets so then that way they grow, you're not going to lose because it's only going to continue to become easier in time. KB, for you, training is easy now. Like, you don't have to think too hard about training anybody. You know, it's just like, cool, what's your goal? You figure out uh, what a person wants to accomplish, and then boom, you have a solution ready for them to go. Yeah, and the same thing for real estate too, bro. Like, I told you, all those days of eBay of nonstop searching for exclusive sneakers <laughs> helps you find houses. And when we used to post certain things and care about, you know, having a description can, can tell if an item is going to sell or not. Same thing when I, you know, I list the property. I always talk about the different features that it has. And it's just developed. It's the same skills, but just catered to a different audience. We're good at so many things as people, but we really don't write it down and really have an angle to it or create a perspective. Because once we do that, then we will be free. That's true. What's the final takeaway that we want to leave our entrepreneurs with that they may feel like they have a lot of situations that's forcing them to make excuses instead of finding reasons. Like what would, what's the last thing you want to say to our entrepreneur? Don't be that person who has potential. Erase the idea out of your head and be that person who sets example for people. And you set the example that you want to see in the world and the change that you want to see in the world. And realize that having a why can be one of the most important things besides finding your gift, because your why is going to keep you anchored, it's going to keep you solid, even when everything is going wrong. And have confidence in yourself that you could get it done. I'd rather you fail miserably before you not take a chance at all. And also know when you do fail, it's just a part of your story. And your story will only end when you stop. Entrepreneurhood. that's such a key message that we want our entrepreneurs to take is they got to understand that my last takeaway is this don't worry about how long it takes you to find your purpose because once you find your purpose you will move with intention once you have intention you will discover more opportunities and opportunities are around all of us, but only the trained eyes can see them. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.